Hey, hey, you're listening to Johnny's Secret Stash. This is John Goldman, and you're listening to us on Radio Harbor Country. That's WRHC 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks, Michigan, and WRHZ 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan. Uh, Johnny's Secret Stash is underwritten by Kara's Cottages, one of downtown Kalamazoo's first Airbnbs. Kara's Cottages are within walking distance of local shops, breweries, and some of Michigan's most beautiful walking trails. Additional information at karascottages.com. That's Kara's and Cottages with a K. And today I am very happy to uh, have on the show Kyla Webb. Uh, also, I think you go by Kyla Spider Webbs. <laughs> and she's the front person for the band Skirt, based out of Michigan City, Indiana. Kyla, welcome to the show. Thank Great you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for coming. <laughs> of course. Uh, and Kyla, um, Kyla and her band Skirt were uh, uh, hosted the open mic at the Acorn a couple weeks ago. And uh, I've seen you play at open mics there before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, even before you had your band. Right, right, right. When did you uh, start with Skirt? How did that come about? Um, I think now we've been playing together just a, just a little over a year. We've oh, been playing right. together. Great. And They've played together for many, many years. Did they call themselves Skirt? <laughs> no, before? no, no. That was the. That's all new. Okay. Yeah. And so, how did this all come about? Uh, you've got a guitar player, so, a drummer, and uh, yeah, it was like an open mic thing. We oh. were playing it. Uh, I I had recently moved back to Michigan City or moved back to Indiana and was in Michigan City and started going to open mics, and that's how I met them. And I just kept showing up and playing with them. And then we were like, well, let's have some practices. And, and then we just, that's all where it started about that's a year and cool. a half ago. And, yeah. and how did the name Skirt come about? It was like a joke thing. It was like a, <laughs> it's always a so the drummer is like, he's very, he, he, it's, it's a lot of jokes all the time. He is funny. So yeah, yes, he he's a funny guy. He's a very funny guy. Um, and we were, th- we thought it was like, we need a one syllable name was the idea. Uh-huh. And his idea was shirt originally. Uh-huh. I thought we should be called dad. Like I was like a strong emotional response to one <laughs> syllable word. But then we landed on skirt one night. And then the joke is we were trying to combine the word shirt and skirt. Oh, yeah. He did mention that. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. But right. no. And so tell so me the, the names of the band members. Let's let's start. So there. Wayne is the drummer. Uh-huh. Um, and then Nate Miller is the bass player. They were in a band called Midwest Hype. Oh, Midwest yeah, Hype, that's those them. guys. That's oh, them. my God. Okay, yeah. yeah so sure. they're like local. Yeah, they've they're been playing legit. together for They've been playing yeah. a long time. Correct. And right. they're a big part of the jam band scene in yeah. Indiana. Yes. Great. And then Rob is our new, that was his first gig oh, that, wow. with us. Uh-huh. He was the same thing. He started coming to open mics. He was great. He was talking to Nate, going and seeing Nate. at Nate works at Roxy's. So he was going in there. And then the same thing, kept coming. Then we were like, we'll come to practice. And then. That was yeah. our first gig all together. And so the newest, newest member is on keyboards. Is that right? Uh, guitar. Guitar. Lead, okay. Lead. He's lead guitar. Yep. Mm-hmm. And your guitar. Rhythm. And, and Rhythm, guitar, and mm-hmm. singer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and do, do you guys, have you written any songs all together or did you each bring individual songs? So most of the, the songs are songs I wrote. The, the originals that we're doing now are songs that I wrote on the acoustic guitar uh-huh. and then brought to them and... Um, they've they've helped like arrange like you know they've changed sure. the arrangements a little bit and stuff like that yeah, I mean, so i consider you... them our original songs for yeah. sure yeah i mean these were songs that you wrote with just your guitar and just you by yeah, yourself and correct. so now you're you know figuring yeah. out a drum part figuring yes. out a bass part figuring out a, yeah, a right. lead guitar part and stuff right. like that well cool and yeah. uh so about a year and a half you guys been going have have you um Oh, and where? What open mic uh, were you guys playing at? Is there a good open mic? It was a Shoreline one. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. actually go there after this. It's every Tuesday at Shoreline, oh, which see. is a great open mic. It's always yeah. And in the summer, it's really great because it's outside and it's right. on I the heard, big stage. Yeah, I heard they have a really cool outside stage yeah. there. And it's We've different than like there. the Acorn. It, like this is more like a jam, yeah. an open jam where you just show up, kind of, yeah. and right. sign up on a list right. or something, and then people, yeah you know, jam together a lot of times. Yeah. You know. Oh, that's nice. That's uh th- Yeah, that's, that's when it's that's like a lot of fun. real fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh 
So um, you have your guitar here. Do you want to play a song for us? For sure. All right. I can do that. Okay. Let's see. So uh, while Kyla, Kyla Webb is who I have in the studio today, and while she's getting her guitar going and uh, can't hear me because the headphones are not on. Oh, she can hear me, I think. Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> I can still hear you. <laughs> I knew you could. I was just kidding. I'm going to screw myself off when I take this off, but I just (laughs) tangled myself in here. Let's see. You think this is good? Let's see. Uh, Yeah, that sounds pretty good. All right, I'll turn off my mics. So what are you going to play, and uh, what's the uh, origin of the song? So this song is a song that... So a lot of these songs I wrote during COVID, actually, were like songs I wrote, like just... I went on like a writing rampage, and I have newer songs that we're working on that are after now there are newer but um <coughs> this song was i actually wrote this for <laughs> i wrote this for my um she was my fiance at the time she's my wife now but i sort of wrote it um we were getting married and planning our wedding and um i felt like there were certain members of her family that weren't very accepting mm-hmm. and sort of had a real well i feel like the song is pretty self-explanatory okay, okay. but there was like a righteousness involved that really drove me crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay sounds good and well, this is one i i've done at acorn a few times but we didn't do this last time so all right and what's it called this is called god complex okay all right ready blood is thicker than water as long as you monitor the tap, I am the son of your father. You owe me more respect than that. Hey, feel me, listen and obey. Cause mine is the only way. Mm-hmm. Love the sinner, not the sin. I was born better, I win. I make the righteous choice Arrogant misery in my voice A love is given on my terms It's not unconditional, it must be Mm
All right. Wow. That's, <laughs> you don't hold back, I'll tell you there that. There you go. <laughs> that was great. And, uh, so how is your relationship with your um, wife's family after writing that song? <laughs> Testy? <laughs> it's, you know, I, I don't think most of them have heard it, honestly. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Well, you know, that's that's what I love. You know, you just you just get out there and say it like it is and, and sing yeah. it like it is and you know, yeah. you write your songs like it is. Right. Uh sometimes you, when you're angry you gotta write a song about it. Just you know? just get it down, yeah. Uh when this isn't your first writing situation, so uh you how long have you been writing songs? Um, I for a long long time, but like I used to write when I was a kid. I always loved, like, poetry and, you know, Uh doing all of that sort of stuff. I would always write. Always had notebooks. Anytime, like, any big emotional thing, I would write about it a lot. And then um, I actually started writing – I was writing, like, joke songs for a long time and performing in, like, cabaret and variety shows. Uh And that's what I was doing because I always wanted to actually do – real music and that was like a vehicle for me to be able to do it yeah. so i did that for a long time but i've I, I don't know i've always written when there's ever been a thing when something that bothers I remember. you or something yeah, happens for sure. you, you try to write a song mm-hmm. about it and uh when did you start making it into songs i mean so were you writing poems and things like before you even began playing guitar yeah i think yeah probably when i was a little kid yeah i was doing i would always write like uh-huh. if something made me mad or i would just, write it into a poem, it or i would write like a mel i would have melody i could write melodies in my head you know uh-huh. i didn't actually start writing songs with a guitar probably till i was probably in my 20s early oh, okay. 20s so did you learn how to play guitar when you were in high school or? i started playing the first guitar I got, I was, mm, I was like 10, 10 or 11. Oh, okay. Was so, that your first instrument? Um, yeah. I mean, I had a keyboard that I played around right, with, but right. nothing ser- Like, yeah, yeah, the guitar was the first did instrument. You, did, and I started going to lessons? lessons. I went yeah, to lessons uh-huh. uh, through first part of middle school. For a few years, I went to lessons. Um, and then I would get, you know, it's like a kid that doesn't have discipline and want to, you, like you got to a level sure. and then it was like hard and I didn't want yeah. to practice. Right. And, you sure, know, sure. so I sort of put it down during high school. And then as soon as like then when I was this, about probably 18, 19, I picked it back up and started doing it again. It's just a lot of time. You yeah. Know? You, you, yeah. And and if you don't want to put the time in, then you're just not going to yeah. be able to do it or get better. I yes. mean, I have never met a musician who can just play without having tried to play. You know, many yes. musicians figure it out right. and they, you know, uh, it's just also, fiddle with it until they sounds like music. Right. But uh, no one ever gets good at guitar by um, just, you know, just picking it up and expecting it to <laughs> right, work. Right, right, right. It's like, it's also not fun to be bad at things. You know That's what I right. mean? So yeah. it's like, it's easy to get discouraged. Yeah, You know, for sure. And I was, so I was playing guitar. I always wanted to do music. And then, um, so I started playing guitar, and like I said, it started to get harder. And then I got into high school, and I tried theater. And it was like instant gratification. Uh It was so easy for me. Like, it was very easy for me. Theater was very easy. Acting, like Uh being on stage, that was so easy. So then it was like, well, I'm just going to do this. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) You know? Like, so that's – and then after that, I came back to, like – Oh, I actually still want to do music. Yeah. That's the thing that I enjoy more than anything. Right. Well, uh, you know, you, it seems like being on stage and being in front of an audience is of little consequence to you. You do not seem shy on stage. No. Many people get terribly no. shy. You I'm know? that uh, like I'm great. I can do I, I'm so used to being on stage at this point, too. I it's it's very it's a very natural, easy thing for me to do. Has that always been the case, or did you ever have any kind of uh, a stage fright in any way? No, I I was just... ready for. I, <laughs> I would get nervous, you know, when uh-huh. I was. I would be very nervous. I, I remember, like, when I was in shows, and I did theater for a long, long time. Yeah, for yeah. I was like, that's what I did for a long time. So I would get nervous, but it was more about me wanting to do a good job and the audience and the normal like adrenaline. But yeah. I never felt 
fright to do yeah, it. I was yeah. always put me out there. I am ready to go. <laughs> I was ready to go always. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So you you did a lot of plays in high school. And, yes. Uh, did, were you doing plays uh, outside of the high school, like community high, community? Uh, plays we started. Like I, I I like went to improv classes. We started a extra like our own improv group that we would when do you were in stuff. High school? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I didn't do yeah, cool. community theater outside of that. I mostly just did. When you were in high school. Mm-hmm. So did you have any opportunities to uh, be in plays after you left high school? Yeah, I went to college for Oh, theater. I got you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That's how I ended up at the Acorn. I don't uh, know if you know this. I've been no. in the A- I went to the Acorn like 20 years ago. My friends. Really? Yeah. My friends were in a clown show. <laughs> it was like a three-piece clown show. And so I went and stayed with them at the theater. And they, oh, in that apartment upstairs? Yeah, yeah. That's and fun. it was a, I had a blast. And yeah. I fell in love with the theater. I was like, this is Isn't the, that such a cool This place. is like a dream space. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, a dream space in the middle of uh, Little Three Oaks, Michigan. I know. And yeah. back in 20 years ago, there was really nothing. That's there was right. just the, I think, just the restaurant next door. I don't even think that was there. Was it? The there was like Acorn some was bar or something. Well, Nelson's remember. is kind of Maybe. across the street, like on the main street that might, there. That might have been it. Um, but, and then uh, there was a lunch place. You know, Frolix was just a little lunch right. place at that time. Right. But there's been a lot of expansion for sure. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that town's coming alive. Yeah. Uh, my partner actually grew up in there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Kara's in the audience, in the studio <laughs> audience today. <laughs> um, so uh, th- then you um, started doing plays in college and stuff. What, Correct. So what kind of plays were you in? What, you know, what were some of the parts My that you had? story is so long and convoluted. I can't wait <laughs> to get more into this. Um, I did a lot of straight plays right when I got into college I was doing like I wanted to do comedy and then I fell into doing like more serious straight theater I never got cast in musicals ever Mm -hmm. um like you tried out I would try out and never get cast ever (laughs) like always (laughs) always yeah oh that's a shame um (laughs) yeah so yeah, I guess. Um, so I would do straight plays, like serious plays. And, w- and when I was in college, I was always typecast as like the little sister, the angry <laughs> teenager. Like that's what I was. Right. Like you learn in co- when you're going to school for theater, you learn very fast that like you're they only want like uh-huh. you're typecast. You don't get a chance to do. Hmm. Okay. A lot of other stuff. Yeah. Like it's very like oh you this is these are the roles you play uh-huh. like. And that seems a little unfair, but at the same ridiculous. time, it kind of, I don't know if it's still that way, but with yeah. every, the way that people are more open-minded about casting and things uh-huh. like that now, but yeah. then it definitely was like very narrow. Right. Yeah. Right. So then, um, my, I took a class that I really loved, which was a writing class. It was a solo oh, performance class. Uh-huh. So it was writing your own pieces and performing them. Oh, wow. So which I was loved. That, was it uh, comedy kind of things? Or it was, was it any, just sort it was of whatever? Vi- totally open format. One woman show, whatever yeah. you want it to be. It was a lot of like three that to five cool. minute pieces. And those were, that was when like you saw the students like come alive when they're oh, writing right. their own material that yeah. they're performing. So those classes were great. And then... Did you write yourself out of that uh, typecast yes. that you had been in? Yes. Good. I stopped. I actually stopped doing shows at the school and started uh-huh. finding stuff more like... Um, I started a variety show, more experimental, weird, you know, you yeah. fall in with the weird art kids then. <laughs> We're writing like real weird plays, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. And then I ended up in a theater troupe that did silent movies so we were totally physical not mime not mime but but uh, like silent silent. movie actors Uh yeah we did that but stage productions of silent movie kind of thing with a live musician Uh um that's yeah it looked like a silent movie yeah um and and then you came back to michigan city or did, did you grow up in Michigan City? I grew up in Cherville. Oh, okay. Not too far from Michigan. Yeah. It's, um, Cherville's what, like 65 at, uh, like near Crown Point or south yeah, of yeah, Crown Point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then 
Did you so you came home and and started doing that kind of stuff in in the Northwest Indiana area? No, I was doing the theater. So I was in this theater company. We traveled around the world doing or country oh, doing the show. Then I got in from there. I got into the burlesque and circus scene, and I had another show. I was doing com. Then I was doing physical comedy that led me back to doing. That's when I was doing the joke songs. Then uh-huh. I started doing like uh-huh. comedy songs. Yeah. And were your joke songs based on like you know things going on in the news or were they? Yeah, I'm um, trying to think. Just, I mean, my biggest situations. The the song I used to do the most was a song called "Don't Send a Dick Pic." That was like the big. <laughs> I'm not sure we can say that. <laughs> oh, can we not? I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. I think you're talking about uh, uh, the like um, Richard Nixon yes, dick pic. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Obviously. That's probably okay to talk about, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did joke like jokes, so, dirty joke songs, uh-huh. okay. cabaret style. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 I do. Okay, well, that sounds really fun. I mean, this is all over the place. I'm, you know? I told you, Who it's knew? a long, it's a wild, yeah, like, it's yeah. a whole ride. I mean, it's a whole to, ride. to get where. Well, I mean, obviously, we all have that in our lives that you know it took a lot to get to where we are today. Yeah, and some of those rides were a little bit smoother. And some of them are a little bit bumpier and, yes. and uh, you know, all kinds of, you know, crazy up and down experiences. And um, but it sounds like you've had quite the adventure. So uh, it's been an adventure. It, yeah, <laughs> it was a long adventure to bring me back to Indiana. <laughs> and so you were going all around the country yeah. and doing these, um, you know, more burlesque kind of songs uh-huh. and doing and working with a troupe. And so when you were doing those kinds of things, were you one of the acts in like a, a whole production? Yeah. Is that how a lot of times it? or they, I would I used to produce shows, too, and uh-huh. host them. So I would be the MC that would uh-huh. sing and then yeah. bring out performers and then kind of sing in between and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And what other kind of acts were in this show? It's all kind of I mean, the the variety and circus scene in Chicago is actually pretty big so there's you know aerialists um there's fire performers sword swallowers it's all the old wow. stuff yeah. like the kind of is still happening if you know where to find it uh-huh. it's all still happening fan dances showgirls like all of it yeah and do most of the people that are doing that you know is this like a passion that they have and then they'll you know, go to their nine to five job and do this at night and on the weekends. Uh, oh, it depends. Yeah, I would say a lot of them, or they have a spouse that supports yeah, them, yeah. supports them being a full time performer. Uh-huh. You know, sort of thing. But there are some that have have managed to like make a living doing it. When I was in Chicago, I that's what I did full time. Would like host shows yeah, and perform, yeah. and because there's so many shows all over downtown. And are there particular theaters that invite these kinds of um, a lot of them are like speakeasies and clubs uh, yeah. and that sort of stuff back rooms at uh, bars yeah. and coffee shops and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. that's Hidden great. doorways that you have to knock on ah, and fun stuff like that yeah yeah so how long uh, you know when did that stop and like the next chapter start i mean the pandemic killed all of those jobs oh, I that got was you. like um I always wanted to do normal, mu- like just music, but I could <laughs> never get people to play, like do the sort of music I wanted to do or the same thing. I would get like, you're funny. You're a, you know, you do that. Like, this is what you do. This is your space in the show or whatever. And so, so you kind of got typecast yes, again, again, yeah. again. And by the time that COVID hit, I was actually like, sort of grateful that it stopped because I felt like I was performing and like I was performing, you know, four or five nights a week, multiple gigs a night. And it was like, I should be happy. I should be really happy. I'm making a living performing. I should be happy. And I felt like just uninspired and, you know, like in a rut and bored, resentful, like, you know, because you also get audience in Chicago, you get audiences who don't pay attention. Like you are just the hired help, you know, uh-huh. like no one's engaging. You're giving these people all your energy and no one yeah. is engaging with you. Like, so it becomes like it gets to be a downer. after. So when the pandemic hit and then it was like, well, I, you know, 
it made me be like, what do you, like, if you are creating with no need to make money or think about what your job is, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And that's, you right. know, that's what it was. Right, right. Well, that's interesting that you actually got into a rut doing something that is far outside of the, <laughs> right. you know, the sort of the normal. <laughs> the normal, right, yeah. right, right. And I don't mean normal in the sense of abnormal, no, I but I mean, you know, yeah. certainly not typical. Yeah. Not not typical in a musical sense, not typical in a theatrical sense. Right. And you still felt like you were yes, right. Yes, <laughs> I absolutely did. I absolutely did. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, we talk about this all the time, but um, COVID really allowed people to get a reset yes. and to, to you know, look at their lives and, and make a decision as, you know, is this really what I want to be doing? And, you know, then, of course, the, the great resign came up and, you know, no one wanted to be waiting tables anymore. And right. No one wanted to, uh, you know, be going to their nine to five job and, and filing stuff. And, and all of a sudden, you know, people had a little bit of uh, room because the uh, government paid everybody to just stay home. Right. And they were able to to pivot and do things that they really wanted to do. Yeah. So what and is that when you started, you know, really focusing on your music and, and yeah, trying like, to make that the full-time thing? Yeah. I It was all these songs were just like, you know, I just like coming back to me and it was, you know, or like coming to me and... Um, yeah. So you, this, the kind of songs I've heard that you play at like open mic and things like that, um, are all very, you know, kind of raw and real and, you know, you don't hold back. And I think the, the song that you sang at the top of the show is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a little bit of funniness to it, you know, like, uh, yes. um, and, and so it sounds like that, that's that's kind of where you like to go when yes. you're writing a song. Yes. I still like to get the jokes in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And do your um, bandmates, you know, that they're, they like that kind of stuff too. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They've been like, I'm so grateful for them. I, like I say for real, I wanted to play music for so long when I was a kid, like in high school, I tried to start bands and the boys would laugh me out. You know what I mean? Like that. Sort, so like, I'm so they've been so supportive and helpful and um I'm so grateful to them cuz I'm like you know they're they're legit like they're really yeah, legit they're good guys yeah, yeah right so I'm like That's great. Yeah. And are they um uh, the Midwest hype guys are they still um playing as Midwest hype as well? Midwest hype does still play, yeah. Yeah. So they Wayne Wayne is doesn't play with him anymore. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So Nate is definitely still with Midwest Hype. Yeah. I got you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but Wayne is hilarious himself. Right. You know is that. Well, he was the original frontman of Midwest Hype. Uh huh. Okay. As and now a drummer? he's the drummer. No, no. Oh, <laughs> he was a frontman. Oh, oh, interesting. And now he's a drummer. Yeah. 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 Well, that must be a little tough for him, you know, having been at the front of the stage and now he I, no, he, does, I, he is my guy. I don't up. know. I mean, people tell him all the time, like he like he wants to be a drummer. Like he yeah. people tell him all the time, like come out and sing, like be the singer. Here's a guitar. Like yeah. people push him all the time. He's like, no, 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 no. All right. Well, there <laughs> right. you go. <laughs> right. So, um, you want to play another song? Sure. All right. So, uh, while, so we're talking to Kyla Webb and she is a, the, the rhythm guitar player and singer for the relatively new band skirt. Um, and, uh, they actually, Oh, so I forgot to mention you're, you're going to, um, open for the Edgar Wilbury band at, uh, the new year's Eve show at the acorn. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a blast. I'm excited about yeah. that. That's you know, most fun. of the time, New Year's Eve is a little bit of a throwaway. It's like, oh, man, I don't want to go to a big ball. But right. what a perfect opportunity to just, you know, get out locally and see all your friends and and uh, do a little bunch of dancing around, you know, because uh, Edgar Wilberry Band, they play a lot of uh, awesome, you know, deeper covers. Like, yeah. you know, they play covers, but it's like, you know, the the, you know, the third song on side two right, right. that uh you know real fans know about for, of a particular band and so that's always fun because we know. did a we did an open mic with them where they hosted and they were oh, great oh yeah, yeah yeah they were yeah they like 
they put on a great show. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, uh, Fred Lang, who's uh, Edgar Wilbury, I don't think that's a big secret anymore. He, um, yeah, he's <laughs> a great showman. <laughs> yeah. He has a radio show at this station as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. What kind of show is it? All Over the Planet, and they play um, all kinds of classic rock and, um, uh, you know, give a little historical um, note about it, and he does sure. it with his son, Dylan. Oh, that's uh, fun. And uh, Dylan's got a little bit of a different take on music. Like, his, you know, he likes, you know, ska, and he likes, yeah. um, you know, a little bit more punk and and yeah, things yeah. like that and a little like indie music and stuff and and fred is all about you know the oldies and yeah. uh um, david bowie and tom right. petty right and, uh, that kind of and uh, traveling wilburys he's a big fan of traveling wilburys therefore Obviously. Edgar Wilbury. yeah yeah right right figure that yeah but um i thought actually when we did the open mic i thought they were going to be a tribute band Oh, uh, like Originally, a one band yeah, tribute yeah. band. Yeah, because oh, there's so right. many tribute bands around. There really are like a lot yeah. of tribute bands around here. So that that was my immediate assumption. Right. But I, I, you know, there's a lot of tribute bands that play like at the casino and right. they play at Acorn. Um, but I don't know if there's that many um, tribute bands that are based around here. You sure. Know? Like uh, in terms of people I know, there's not too many people yeah. that are part it's of. It's a lot of them bands. that like travel through. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of guys that, um, you know, do like our cover band and uh, there there's some really great musicians. Oh, um, yeah. In, in these various cover bands. And yeah, um, you can tell how good they are because they're able to play as good as, you know, yeah. uh, some. I've been blown away at how good the musicians are around here. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many. I think it's su- like people that aren't from here like don't know they truly don't know you know and and you being you know from Michigan City area or Cherville um you know you're a little bit newer to some of the things coming out but you are exactly right you hit it on the head yeah. there's there's some really outstanding musicians yeah. who just you know don't get to play all the time because yeah. they've got day jobs you there's, know and there's so many like yeah. that's the other thing that I also lived in Nashville for a bit and it's oh, the same well, thing. It's town. like these people, but out here it's the same thing. People are, yeah. and everybody plays with everybody. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, I don't, people have no idea. I really don't think I, people have any idea. I think you're right. I think that yeah. people don't realize how good they are. They don't. Yeah. I, I agree. I think about that all the time. Yeah. And part of the reason I even do this show is because I recognize that there's so many sure. yeah. great musicians just, you know, going open mics and right. uh, playing in basements with their friends. Right. And, you know, some, they'll just get up casually and yeah. do something amazing. And you're like, this is, right. where am I? Like, I know. I've been everywhere. Yeah. Right on, you know. Well, that's quite a, a statement then. Yeah. 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 You know, you've you've seen a lot of things and I, you still think yeah, that. Yeah, right. I do. I absolutely do. Yeah. Okay. So you got your guitar ready to yes. go. And uh, what, uh, what are you going to play for us now? So Kyle this Webb. is a song... Um, this is like, um, let me make sure I'm in tune. <laughs> I knew I wasn't in tune. Oh, boy. <laughs> we need one of those pedals. Although, you know, then... Yeah, not on this, this one. I, would, I, I do for my other one, but... Is that like a true acoustic? Acoustic, not even a... Um, true. Like a, it's a true... This was my... This is a Gibson folk guitar from the 60s. Wow, so wow. this is my aunt's guitar, and I used to play with it like a toy yeah. at her house. It's beautiful. And then it's she a, gave it to me. And I love – this is like the guitar that I actually write most things on. Oh, it's, nice. Just, I just, just there's something about your, it. Yeah. yeah. So this is a song I wrote. Um, I, I It's like a hobo song, but it's like a punk rock – it's like a – ska americana song when the full band does it but it's <laughs> it's a it's a strange blending of uh awesome genres yeah there are no real genres no right like what's everything's a crossover of something <laughs> here we go I, okay let's see i'm a drifter i'm a grifter i live outside of the law within my means means cans of beans and i I'll eat them all When it's cold out Will I beat it south My, my bones can thaw 
beautiful scenes, a many of his scenes, why I went and I saw. From town to town, different place to place, a traveling in haste. Don't unpack my suitcase, cause I roam. Yeah, I roam. Cause the road, it is my own. Outside my door, there's plenty more to explore. I'll always, I'll answer the code. Story eyed, I've gone far and wide. I wanna see it all. When it gets to spring, you see the leaves in green, and it's a good time to recall all the things you learn when them leaves turn away down in the fall. From town to town, different place to place. A traveling in haste, don't unpack my suitcase. Cause I roam, yeah I roam Cause the road, it is mine Not fitting in with all of them's that sin Is been my, my blessing and flaw All the fun I had, I get to grinning so bad That it, it hurts my jaw From town to town, different Place to place, a traveling in haste. Don't unpack my suitcase. Got no time to waste. Quickly wash my face, tie my bootlace, and leave without a trace. Cause I roam. Yeah, I roam. Cause the Very nice. Thank you. That was Kyla Webb, if you're just joining us. Uh, Is it called The Road Is My Home? Rome. Road Is My Home. Rome. I guess it's Rome. 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 Yeah. All right. We've been debating about that. We were thinking about... It's uh, fluid. Like for if we could make all the names just one word, all the song Uh titles one word. Yeah, like fish. Yeah, like playing around with that so maybe we'll see if the name changes <laughs> okay sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. good <laughs> so what were uh you know what are some of your musical influences and you know you're you're coming from all over the place because you know you've place. developed your uh, musical taste based on uh, the whole burlesque scene and and some of that so you know uh, i'm imagining that your musical influences weren't just you know your parents um uh, Simon and Garfunkel records that you, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. snuck in and <laughs> and uh, tried to listen right, to. Right, right. <laughs> my uh, so my n- number, like my ultimate of all time, are Dolly Parton and Gwen Stefani. Dolly Parton was like the first wow. when I was a little kid, like fell in love, and that was yeah, she's so great. Dolly and then Gwen. Um, Which is a little bit of a different, you <laughs> totally. know. Totally. Yeah. My, so, like, I've never been, like, a style, like, or a scene uh-huh. person. I'm much more drawn to the storyteller, like, yeah. the authenticity of the storyteller, yeah. you know, more than, like, I've never been, like, oh, I only listen to punk rock or, oh, I only do country right, or right. whatever. Um, so you, you are um, taken by uh, individuals who – yeah. Uh, are special in the way that they yes. create their. their I love music. Christina Aguilera. Yeah, she's yeah. another one of my favorites. Jack White is like I oh, love yeah. him. Uh-huh. Like, um, Sublime. I love Sublime. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Loretta Lynn is another uh, one of my yeah, all-time just, favorites. She just died. A oh, I was so sad. Ago. I yeah. like. I was so. I've seen her. I got to see her. Did you many yeah. times? And I got to see her at her birthday show at the Ryman like five uh-huh. years ago. And it was, oh, I'm man. just so happy I got to do that. But, um, the, I mean, that's Darley Parton's hometown too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nashville. Yeah. Um, uh, Smoky mountains. She East. Tennessee yeah. East yeah. Tennessee, maybe yes, a little bit yes. easier, but she was in Nashville. She, for yeah. She was long. part of yeah, the yeah. grand old Opry oh, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. And 
Do they still call the Ryman because the Ryman Auditorium is where the Grand Ole right. Opry is? So the but, Ryman now is just the Ryman Theater, uh-huh. and the new Grand Ole Opry is like a huge. Oh, they it's have a, a huge space amphitheater now. sort of space over in Music Valley, part of Nashville. So oh, it's in a different. It's a you. much bigger space. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Now, do you have any particular guitar players that um, you know you you find interesting, or they're uh, probably Jack style? White was Jack my White. Favorite. Okay, yeah, yeah you probably mentioned like, Jack White. I, I mean, I love the Beatles too, but yeah. I was always like, yeah, the way like Loretta and Dolly and Gwen write a song, like there's something about that. That I just do you find yourself mirroring mirroring their style when you uh, when you're writing? I don't think I, not intentionally. Uh huh. Not intentionally. It's probably subconsciously, but yeah. definitely. Or maybe that's why I was. That's the way that my brain thinks. So that's why I like the way that they write. Or, mm-hmm. Right. You know, because they are like. I mean, Loretta and Dolly, especially like there are like little jokes. Like it's sure. You There's know, it's like wordplay and. There's, right. you know, there's that old timey vaudevillian sensibility about it. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you, you know? mean. Uh-huh. Both of them were, yeah. you know, were top of their careers for 50 years. Right, I mean, yeah. at least. I mean, I remember Dolly Parton when I was a little kid. And, right, right. And, uh, and Loretta Lynn, too. You know, yeah. that, uh, that movie Coal Miner's yeah. Daughter came out. And, yeah. and I already, as a little kid, had heard her name. Right. And then the movie came out. Right. And, I mean, I was just a little kid when it came out. So. Yeah. She was already like you know famous. Yeah, for she was. Yeah. Any other uh, like I'm thinking like maybe uh, Johnny Cash. You know. Oh yeah, I mean I love of any of that old. Like real. What I, about Willie Nelson? He. Uh, yeah, I, and I like, like I said, is. I lived in Nashville, and when I was in yeah. Nashville, I there's a lot of like Nashville now is mostly like that new. It's you know it's new commercialized country. new yeah. country, but there are. The old honky tonks where you find like the uh-huh. the session players who played on those songs right. are still playing, yeah. you know, and they're great. They're like some of the nicest people I've met. So definitely, like I love the old honky tonk, any of that old honky tonk stuff. I think yeah. it's great. Hank Williams, I oh, mean, yeah. all of that. Right. Same thing though. They're all sort of joking. Like there's uh-huh. all like these little like it's yeah. like variety show music. Uh huh. And and they they kind of. They don't take themselves too seriously. Right, right. You know, they're telling about their worst times right, a lot right. of times, you right. know, especially Hank Williams. Right. And yeah, I get it. That's, yeah. uh, that, that does really draw you in like mm-hmm. that. Um, were you in any bands before you uh, started playing with Skirt? No. Oh, really? No. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you were, uh, you did your own singer songwriter, yeah. um, mm-hmm. single guitar kind of thing. Yep, play the ukulele a little bit. Oh, the ukulele too? All that sort of stuff. Uh Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't, right? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Uh, I don't, but (laughs) I I see it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's only four strings. So does that make it that much easier because it's four strings? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's (laughs) pretty easy. Lots of room for error and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's also a good start like for people that want to learn an instrument. Uh It's a great instrument to learn. All right. I'm getting inspired more and more. As I, as I look at <laughs> to Kara get a ukulele, to get a ukulele to pick my guitar back yeah. up, you yeah, know, why not? I know why not for sure. Yeah. Um, have you recorded any of your songs? We the did newest ones or n- any uh, no, we like started doing like, um, scratch tracks for them. And then that, that's my hope is I want to get everything recorded and what are scratch tracks what do you mean by it that? was like almost like tracks so we had record of what they oh uh-huh. sound like we recorded them in a studio so people could he's actually in the port he has a studio in the port but um so we have them down and then but you haven't mastered them yet right and put them onto a record or right anything like that all right. right well that's that's the plan that's a heck of that's a start the, though for me that's the next major yeah yeah, I mean, you have all these original songs. You've right. got a great band behind you. It, mm-hmm. It's time, and you know what? It's not so hard anymore. Right. I mean, there are people just you know they buy a laptop and some good software, and, right. and they're a recording studio. Right. Um, there's a lot of opportunities to to get your songs down and and uh, you know be able to do it in a reasonable way. In fact, yeah. um, you ever play somewhere and then have the sound guy just you know hand you a, a digital copy of you know what came out. 
We've done it. We've actually recorded a few like jams that we have like at Shoreline and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. There's like uh-huh. some jams from there recorded for sure. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Live recordings are great too. Especially, yeah, things sound so good now you know like, yeah right the, <laughs> right, like the, the worst, quality is so good yeah, yeah. The, the cheapest microphone in the in right. the lamest laptop with right some uh you know um some uh trial software off the internet right. can sound great <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> do you um uh so do you guys have any specific plans to go into a studio and and finalize stuff i think or? we might do some stuff um in January, the plan is like oh. winter. The winter, uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're right there. Things All right, uh huh. Things quiet you down. You can a hibernate little bit. a little bit, and I know we always yeah. say that you know things are going to quiet down, but sometimes <laughs> sometimes they just don't. They, that's, they just, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about um, you know like YouTube or social mm-hmm. media? Do you guys uh, put things out on YouTube? And yeah, social media? I have a bu- I have a lot of stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you've got. It sounds like you know you've just got such a a, a history, a background, so many things that you've yes. done. Yes, yes. And it'd be a there's shame a, to like. There's a lot of stuff on yeah. YouTube. Yes, okay. a lot, a lot. Do you yeah. have? Uh, I mean, I don't even know what they call it on YouTube. A handle, I think. Yeah, or? I think it. Well, it's Kyla Spider Webs on oh, okay. YouTube. Yep, exactly. Kyla Spider Webs. Yeah. On YouTube, that's your um, YouTube page. I guess they call it. Yes, and that's a joke because well, my last name is Webb, and that's a nickname that Wayne gave me. It's like a no doubt nickname because of the song ah. Spider Webs. Oh, okay. I love Spider Webs. I see you've got you know three. Um, uh, uh, what do you call them? Um, the the patches, yeah. three patches, uh-huh. and a hat, all saying no doubt. Oh yeah, I have. This is all oh. old, st- like just old stuff that I, like from the nineties. But the, uh-huh. there's. I mean, there's Dolly on here. There's White Stripes. There's, I love it when people come up to me. Representations on it. When people like come up to me and be like, "Oh my God, I love your battle vest," and I'm like, "It's, it's Dolly Parton, and no doubt." <laughs> That's classic, though. It's sublime. You, know? and you come out being really tough, and your favorite, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, it's your like, favorite artist is it's Dolly. It's a Dolly Parton. butterfly patch. Like. <laughs> yeah, she's great. I love. I that love her. She um. They were going to nominate her to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and she was kind of like, you know, I'm not the best person for this. I know, and they still inducted her anyway. I know. And she was like, don't do it. Please, don't induct me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I guess once they're going to decide to do that, you're not going to discourage them. I guess. I I guess. And then, uh, like with Bob Dylan, when he got um, the Nobel Nobel Prize for Literature, I think it was, and he was he like didn't even acknowledge the award and <laughs> right. he sent Patty Smith to go accept it for him and all this stuff. He just didn't want to be I don't know if he didn't right. want to be bothered or just doesn't handle accolades well. Yeah. I mean you'd think after all this time like right. he'd playing be okay music with for that. sixty yeah, years right, right. that he'd be a little better at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah, uh, well he never like makes appearances. I know. Or, or he really doesn't. He he plays live. I right, mean, he's on right. the He'll endless play. tour. He, he, right, right, right. But right, but he, he doesn't, doesn't make, talk like, to people. Yeah, he doesn't make like he's not everywhere. Like, yeah, he's sort of a real recluse. Yeah. Like you still see Mick Jagger, yeah. show up everywhere. Right, know? right. Like you could imagine seeing him at some right. some disco or something. Right, right, still. <laughs> right. You know, he's in his eighties. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been around a long time. Well, Bob Dylan's one of my favorites. I mean, yeah. I, I see I just, the picture of oh, him over there. Yeah. I, I wish. No, isn't that a cool picture though? Uh, there's a picture in the studio of Bob Dylan. And oh he's probably thirty five in that picture. And I've never you know, like you you see pictures over and over of uh, sometimes they're from albums. I've never actually seen this particular picture before. Oh really? Yeah, it, that's it interesting. It doesn't look familiar to me. Yeah. And and it looks like, you know, someone's photograph from from their archives or something. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, got the old time border on and everything but did you like um the i'm still here movie um which one maybe the like biopic oh oh, yeah with um all the different actors yes i loved that i loved it too i thought it was great the representations that they had of him at these various stages of his life was just outstanding i thought it was great i thought it was great yeah i agree oh i was trying to remember the name of there was the one woman who uh played him like during you Kate know, Blanchett. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, she killed she, she played him when he looked like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah she like in it. the late sixties or right, something. Right, and yeah. He, he that that was just 
she Classic. like looked the most like him. Yeah. Of, I mean, they they weren't all supposed to look like him, but she like right. really like. Yeah. Well, that was a great movie. It was great. Yeah. I loved it. Then there was that one on uh, No Way Home that I think um, I think uh, it was uh, it, it was. Uh, it was a documentary oh, yeah. based on the footage recent, from the sixties. Yeah, 60s. yeah, that tour. The, uh, no the direction home. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. it talked. You know, mm-hmm. it showed him um, being really upset during right. a press conference where they were like, "Oh, so you know, uh, what inspires you? Know, where does your music come from?" He's like, "I don't know. You know, it just <laughs> comes to me. Stop asking these dumb questions." Right, right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah, he um, he. Uh, that, that was, was the a, one where he painted his face all white, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think Wasn't that was that like r- that was a different one that oh, okay. came out just a couple of years ago. Okay. There's no direction home is um, Scorsese. I want to oh, say produced okay. that one. Okay. And that came out maybe ten, fifteen years okay. ago, um, but it was really well done. As of course Martin Scorsese, right. you know, will do. Right. And it had this awesome footage from like the '60s of him being in the car. This was like at the point where he was going from being a folk. Um, singer and playing acoustic and to going to electric like the bringing it all back home um, album and everything and and people were booing him and stuff and he's like you know what's with that why are they coming if they what do they want to why do they come to the show if they're going to boo me right yeah yeah. I mean it makes a lot of sense but uh, you know he was just a kid he like and he looked like a kid into his 30s so it was like you know you could just imagine, like, here's a guy leaves home at 18 to go to college and just kind of never goes back. And, right. And uh, then becomes a recluse living in Woodstock, New York. And, uh, you, you know, you, you don't see him in the street. You don't hear about him going to the grocery store. He is, like, just isolated. Right. And wouldn't even go to um, accept his own Nobel Prize. You know, <laughs> right, that's, right. Uh, that's Bob Dylan. And, that's Bob and Dylan. And he just keeps writing. You know, know. He can't get, he can't yeah. help himself. So there was this point in time when, um, I don't know who wrote about this, but they talked about how, you know, someone, like, they're at his house, like, in Woodstock, and he's up all night. He's standing in front of a, um, you know, manual typewriter, pecking away, um, uh, drinking wine in the middle of the night, and just just typing, Mm -hmm. typing, 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 like, creating these, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, twenty verse versions of uh, of some of his songs, <laughs> right? Just and, like uh, free yeah, stream like, of conscious, right? Like yeah. Maggie's Farm uh-huh, with like you uh-huh. know the six verses, right, uh-huh. and uh, you know Rolling Stone with like ten verses right. and stuff like that. And uh, you know he, then someone had to like be like, okay, let's let's hone this down, let's, right? You know, let's right, tighten right. this up, right? So speaking of songwriting, mm-hmm. uh, you know how do you, how do these songs come to you? Uh, you know, do they they come to you all at once? Do you, you know, sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write a song, and then you just start trying to, you know, think of subjects? You know, how, it's, how does the, it they're all different. I feel like it's all different. Like um, sometimes I'll get a phrase, you know, that'll pop into my head or like a strong sentence and do that. Or sometimes I'll just be like fiddling around, like I'll make myself just play around with the guitar and then a melody will start to come and then I'll be like, what words can fit this? And that, and then sometimes actually a few times recently, I've had just a song, a melody just come to me out of nowhere. And then it's like, and then I'll go to the guitar and try to figure it out. So that's sort of, and then there's times, yeah, when I'm like, I'm mad or whatever. I'm like, I start thinking like, angry words like because otherwise i'll i want maybe i want to say something mean to somebody so i'm like what do i want to say so i can get it out of my system yeah you know so they're all different yeah okay and and do you uh write them down or once you kind of write them in your head they're they're there i write i i always have notebooks i'm always Mm -hmm. writing in notebooks and do you uh, somehow are you able to capture the melody so i mean it's understandable you you're able to write the words down uh, but are you know in terms of the music itself? Do you do you write music? Do you read music? Uh, I don't. I, I learned how to read music young, and I could do it uh-huh. then. And then I've you ah, know I can read right. b- like basic, but um, I've lost a lot of that. Uh, so I can figure out the melodies. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you uh, generally you mostly keep track of the words, and then you 
kind yeah. of remember the melody. Once it gets stuck in my head, I can always, I can usually always recall it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it doesn't disappear. Generally. Isn't that funny? People have an easier ability to remember the music, the melodies, yeah. or how it's even played, yeah. r- instead of the 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 actual words. Right. And sometimes they have to like you know read the words, right? Um, even though they know the song really well. And how I think to play it's so fascinating. Like, like with Alzheimer's patients, for like they don't remember anything, but you they can remember melodies and songs, yeah. and that, so it's so fascinating to me that what about music is like triggering in people's brains you know i think that's so interesting that is really interesting i've heard uh i've heard something about that you yeah know, it's that, like a, um, you can play them a song from their childhood or whatever mm-hmm. and they will it brings you back sing brings it. you back to yeah. that time yes. and it you know kind of awakens them sometimes yes yeah there was um there was a documentary about some guy whose dad was uh, big dead fan and like had brain damage or maybe he had Alzheimer's, you know, one of those kinds of things. And, you know, he brought him to a show and the guy lit up and yeah. he's dancing and he's moving and he, right. like, you know, was like a vegetable before yes. that. There's nothing else that will do that. To, there's nothing else right, right. that would do that to somebody. I think that we, as you know, modern society doesn't, I mean, we all love music. It's on all the time. You right. know, we have our preferences. But I think that there's there's a real gap between what sound and music and vibration mm-hmm. actually do to people mm-hmm. and you know do to humans and maybe other beings too. Right. That um, you know is pretty pr- profound. Right. Um, you know, there's sound healing um, with you know a lot of drums and yeah. and bells, sound and baths, like sound all baths. Of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't understand that, but it definitely changes your, you know, your mood, your, it, it can, you know, really have a, an effect on you right. afterwards. And certainly going to a concert, you know, has always has an effect on me. Right. But, um, uh, you know, Mickey Hart from the Grateful Dead, he's really into rhythm. He, at an early point, he, he like gathered up all these rhythmic examples to put into the Library of Congress. He's put out a couple albums that, you know, are just these compilations of sort of these rhythm movements. And, you know, it's, it can be healing. I mean, it can, uh, it can open up a lot of things. Uh, I don't want to get too far down this road, (laughs) but I did hear (laughs) recently this theory that, um, you know, how our modern society developed based on um, uh, our civilizations developed based on our, mastery and our understanding of mechanics and controlling mechanics, mm-hmm. levers and, you know, all our cars, right, and right. Our, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, we want to lift something that's heavier than we can lift. You know, we, we use leverage, we use, um, you know, mechanical devices, you know, backhoes or whatever. Right. And there's this thought that maybe previous civilizations that have been lost because of uh, catastrophic events or whatever, have actually, um, they actually might have been based more on on sound and uh, and um, uh, rhythm and things like that to to move things to be able to control things. Mm-hmm. I know, isn't that That's a really crazy way to yeah. think about mm-hmm. things? For you know, sure. these same humans, uh, w- you know, we've evolved our society and our civilization based on on you know what we now know, you know, right. computers and things like that. But that prior civilizations that might have been wiped out could very well have been based on um, right. on those other kinds yeah. of, of forces that to move things. Yeah, you know, That's like you put your phone on vibrate and it's sitting on the table and it rings. It you know sometimes mm-hmm. it'll roll across the table. Yeah. Well, you know that times a thousand that right. that might uh, really be a powerful device and uh, it might all be you know coming to a head, uh, being reimagined. In the short, in the near future, yeah. So <laughs> you're uh, way ahead of the game, Kyla Webb, being a musician, <laughs> yeah, and, right, and having that background, yeah. Uh, so, do you have any interest in getting back into the uh, theater realm? No, or no, no. done with that. None. All right, yeah. Well, you are on your path, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know it's been a pleasure to have you in the yeah, studio. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for playing those songs. Yeah, of course. And, I brought you a skirt sticker too. Oh, great. 
We were just talking about stickers. There you awesome. go. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Are you going to have merch at uh, the Acorn? Yeah, on, I think uh, we'll have some. So uh, uh, Kyla Webb and her band Skirt are going to be playing uh, at the um, uh, New Year's Eve show at the Acorn Theater with the Edgar Wilbury Band. And you guys are opening, um, doing a, a set, and then yeah. they're going to do a set. You know, yeah, and I think we're mostly going to do – we're going to try to do originals. That's the oh, hope. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we want to do. That. That's right. what we want to do. You know, yeah. we still do the th- we do a three hour bar gigs, but right, yeah, right. we want to do what we want to do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you know what? You, that's a listening crowd. You know, yeah. sometimes you play right. in a bar, and no, that's uh, the no perfect place to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere yeah. else for yeah. us to do originals in a bar on New Year's <laughs> Eve, I don't think they would like. That. Right, right. <laughs> well, it is going to be a blast. Yeah. Uh, New Year's Eve at the Acorn Theater with the Edgar Wilbury Band and Skirt Opening. And you've been listening to us on uh, uh, Radio Harbor Country. This is Johnny Secret Stash, and I'm John Goldman. And Radio Harbor Country is uh, WRHC 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks and WRHZ 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan. Kyla, Kyla Webb, thank you so much again for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And uh, good night, everybody.